like I don't know what kind of a wedding that I want. But I think there's a few things that kind of guide the kind of wedding that I want. Well, we definitely don't want to do what some people do, which is basically mortgage your future in but, order to have a 50000 or 100000 or quarter million dollar wedding. No. Yeah. Getting married costs money. And I think it's important to have the money conversation. It's so important. Do not get engaged if you cannot talk about money. Yeah. How much sex have you had in the last week? Like you just asked that four or five times for us, right? That's easy. But you asked me how much money, like what's my total net worth? I don't want to answer yeah, that. Yeah. It's been one of the most uncomfortable conversation for me to talk about. And it's up there, there was in the leading there was, cause yeah. of like what causes divorce. Right. Welcome to the Interracial Couple Podcast. Where it's not all black and white. My name is Sarah. I'm black. I'm Matthew. I'm white. And today's episode is on engagement. Yeah. Or getting engaged. Should we get engaged? Should anyone get engaged in this day and age? I guess you need to if you're going to get married. Yeah. So that would be a different question. But should we get engaged? Should we get engaged? There have been like a few things that we thought were a good marker for us. A good marker in order to get engaged. Like, when is it the right time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, we just didn't want to get engaged. Like, we've been talking about being engaged. And we've been together for... We're pushing four years. Not quite, but we're getting there. And just kind of as a little disclaimer, I think that the idea of a conversation around engagement is probably, like, moderately postmodern. Right? Because at, at some point, it was like, this wouldn't have been a conversation. No. Of course, if you go back, not too far and depending on where you are in the world you don't live together if you're not married so by that extension it's not that now that we live together before we're married it's not that big of a stretch to say we talk about our engagement it's not like ooh, i've got the secret and i'm going to surprise you no i don't want you to <laughs> i wouldn't mind to be surprised on the engagement aspect like to be asked but i wouldn't want anyone to ask me to be engaged to them or to marry them before we've discussed like what the future would look like because do you feel like there's a little bit of agency in that there's an, this strange sort of undue power i almost want to say that's given to the person who decides when it's time to get engaged yeah and i think it may be surprising to people who are listening to that that i actually wouldn't like to be surprised like i want to choose like when I want to get, be engaged, not the actual day, but... Like I said, it's kind of part of this agency thing, which is that, yeah, we both want to have an equal say in our relationship. That means that we actually also have an equal say in our marriage, our engagement. Um, and obviously, equality doesn't mean that we don't take on different roles in different ways or take on bigger things in other places, but that it's not like, you know, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not going to your, you know, to your uncle or your mother saying, may I have your daughter's hand? Though some people say that's a nice thing to do. And maybe, maybe you, know, you should. Yeah. Just I mean, kidding. <laughs> uh, but I think we'll get to that part. Let's talk about like the things that were important to us, like over the last four years that we've kind of talked about that this would be like important if we were to get engaged and get married. Right. You know, so I think... One of the things was the sex, like our sex life. The sex. The, the sex. The big S-E-X. Correct. And 
I think it's so important, like for couples. How many times do we have sex a week? A day. <laughs> a day. Well, there are times. Those are good days. Those are good days. <laughs> um, but I think by the time you get to be married, I think not everyone. Some people are religious and they have to wait for religious reasons. But we chose not to wait. Right. And so I think for me, it was important that I understand your body and that you understand mine. Right. And there's also an, an ease and flow of being able to talk about it. You know, and kind of also even in the world of, of consent, where we're really shining a light on that consent is so important. One of the things that I think is so important about that is that it actually brings conversation around sex. So it's also not weird to talk about it when we're not having it or to really kind of, I want to say not having it, like not in the moment, but even in the moment to be like, what, what's, what works for you? Do you like this? Do you not like that? You know, um, this is what I like to have this sort of free, open flow because, you know, sex sometimes can be hard to talk about. It can be hard to talk about and there can be trauma around sex, yeah. you know. So I think it's important for both couples to open up about the trauma and the challenges that they have around sex, yep. you know, so. Or hangups. I mean, trauma is a big word, which a lot of people do, but even like on a smaller scale, like little hangups or, you know, the social, you know, it's, maybe it's like a voice in your head of sort of social expectations and things like that, right? Yeah. And I think for us, that's been important. And for the last, what, four years, for almost four years now? Question four. We've been having sex and... We know each other's bodies so well at this point. Yeah. I think we're ready for marriage. Yeah. <laughs> we're ready for yeah. sex well. for sex life to end. <laughs> but I do have to say that sex does get better with time. I think so. And I think a lot of it actually has to do with the communication. That's one thing I wanted to say is that sex can be a hard thing to talk about. Like if sometimes in the moment, do I want to actually have almost like a intellectual conversation about what I like or if something's a little bit weird sometimes or whatever that, that might be, is that any of the challenges around conversation around sex will pale in comparison to challenges that couples will have once they're married and they're deep in and they're committed. And we're saying, we're doing this for life. And I think that kind of like leads into some of these other things that we'll talk about are important is that the conversation, the ability to have an easy flow with that is going to be really, really useful down the road when good communication skills become paramount to successfully continuing a marriage. Yeah. And so we're going to move on to the second thing that we thought was important to talk about and actually do it before we got engaged. And that is talking about money. Money, which has been difficult. And in fact, I will uh, publicly admit that you and I recorded a podcast about money and it was so uncomfortable, we threw it away. Yeah. we well, I was like, I cannot do this. I'm not ready to talk to you about money on the podcast yeah. because it was so uncomfortable for both of us. And I think part of that was like discussing like debt, like yeah. what do I owe? What do you owe? How do we... How do we put our money together in a way that feels really respectful of both of us and the efforts that each of us put in and in different ways you know um, I'm a little bit older than you um, you know and you also graduate while well, I graduated college later than many uh, I was in my mid-20s when I graduated I think it was 26 um, you were what 31 
I was 31 when I graduated college. Okay, 32, 31, 32. I don't know, 32, 31. Yeah, but also, so we we're both a little bit older when we graduated college, but even still, right? So there are these different things, and you're just starting a business, and anyone who's ever started a business before knows that getting going is really tough, and yep. you've got to go through a lot of bootstrapping, and then you have to make these choices. And when are those choices something that are like that I feel really good about? Uh, supporting and you feel good about things that you don't feel good about. And then if I also don't feel good about it, but it's something that you feel is necessary, like I really need to spend money on this thing for my business, but I also need to go get my nails done. Yeah. Right. And so like little things like that, uh, like we both have to feel really comfortable and that can be so hard. It can be hard. And also because of the way we grew up, we see we have different money perspectives and we see money differently in the way to make the money, in ways to keep the money. And I think money is so important for couples to talk about before you get engaged. Yep. Because to me, I feel like the engagement is like the doorway to marriage. Right. You know, so if you're thinking about being engaged and spending money, yeah. <clears throat> engagement costs a lot of money. You not getting all married costs yeah. money. Yeah. Getting married costs money. And I think it's important to have the money conversation. I, one of the things that's been nice for us having lived together for a while, um, we have separate money, but we now also have combined money. Um and that's Ooh, been that has been a relief. It's been really nice actually. Yeah. It's been really good. Um you know and be, of course there's a few sort of things around how to you know there's been some adjusting, but in general, it's felt really, really good because it means, and, and now when I say we share money, we don't share all of our money. No, we both, we have separate bank accounts and then we both put equal amount, amounts into a joint account yep. that we spend for things that, you know, for, for our house, for things that we do jointly. Yeah. And I so. think since right now we're both, you know, in a similar situation, whereas I had a, you know, have a career and we've been working in in the film industry, since we moved to Kenya and now coming out, uh, I've done some shifting. I haven't done any filming in a year and a half. Um, so it's kind of, we're both in this similar situation. So in this case, it made sense for us to put in equal amounts. But, you know, if we go back actually to the beginning of, you know, of our, or earlier on in our relationship, there were times where it made sense for me to put in more. And that wasn't anything that I had to feel bad about or that you should Correct. have felt bad about. It was just that I had more, I had other streams of income and equality. I think sometimes it can be, it's almost like short-sighted where you think, is it equal right now? You know? Yeah. I get what you mean. Like for us, it was like, who has more, you know? And mm -hmm. in, the beginning of our relationship you were making more money you had more money and so it just made sense that you paid for more things yep. but that needed to be a conversation it did need to be a conversation you one know, that was conscious that way yeah. that way you didn't feel like you couldn't bring something up or that you had less of a voice in our financial conversation than me and this Correct. is before we're married by the way yeah and i just think like it's so important like do not get engaged if you cannot talk about money yep. and it's been Almost four years. It's getting better, but it's been one of the most uncomfortable conversation for me to talk about. Yeah. You know, and it's up there, there was in actually the leading there was, cause yeah. of like what causes divorce. Right. And actually, former head of uh, RSF Social Finance, I did a workshop with him years ago, and he said, reciting a study that talked about what conversation makes people the most uncomfortable. 
people felt more uncomfortable saying, how much sex have you had in the last week? Like you just asked that, right? How much sex? In the last week, four or five times for us, right? That's easy. And I'll say that here. But you asked me how much money, like what's my total net net worth? I would totally I, like, no, I'm not going to, I don't want to answer yeah, that. Yeah. How know? much money did you make last week? That's much more uncomfortable. I feel like it's also like really personal, you know? There's right. like, and when I answer that, am I, are you going to judge me? You know, are you going to judge me for like, let's say like we're friends and like, you know how much I make. It's like, are you going to judge me how I spend my money? Right. You yeah. know? Or now do you judge me like, wow, you have a lot. Like, what do, what do you like, man, is there yeah. like a little envy that comes if, if you have more or if you have less and it's like, oh, huh. Not doing quite as well as I thought they were. Whatever, all this like weird judgment that we have, and all that stuff comes in a relationship. So I feel like that kind of free conversation around it is just so vital. Yeah, talk about money, and we'll keep talking about money so that we can make it not as awkward yeah. and uncomfortable. I'm actually just gonna say one last thing: is that yeah. there are certain things around money that that we didn't disclose right away in our relationship. There no. were a few things that kind of like came out for both of us, like either something like there's this thing that I haven't told you yet that I need to tell you, or just like, not even that, just like I can avoid talking about it because uh, it's never come up and I'm going to make sure it doesn't come up. Right? Or, or, or sometimes you think like, I don't want to share this because it's none of their business. It's, right. you know, this is my thing. This is my thing. This is my choice. But the thing is, like, once you get engaged, you get married, then it's actually not your thing. It's yeah. both of your thing, especially mm -hmm. in where we live. Like, right. You know, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So talk, talk, talk about money. Talk about money. Yeah. So what's our third one? Travel. Traveling. And when I, we say travel, one of the things that we discussed is that traveling can really bring out certain qualities in different people and how well you travel together I think is important. And there are people, I both friends and partners in the past who I've traveled with that were great and friends and partners who I've traveled with in the past that were not great. Yeah. And so just so everyone knows we're not talking about like traveling abroad together. Yeah, I because mean, we did that. We did that. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about travel where, because when you travel, things happen unexpectedly. So things just show up. Well, there's so much stuff, right? It's like, it would be like, oh, you get to the hotel and there's a problem or you go camping and somebody forgot the matches or you go to, you know, Disney World for a weekend. You're going to spend a lot of money because it's expensive. Like there's all these unknowns and uncomfortable things that go along with traveling. Yeah. One of the partner is going to get tired and you get to see how they react when they're tired, when they're hungry. It is going to happen, you know, so, right. you know. And how cranky do you get and how much can you hold for the other person and how much can they hold for you? Um, and can you actually put up with each other for that long? It's just like traveling, yeah, you, you know? Right, like if you, <laughs> and I think actually one <laughs> of the things that COVID has kind of brought in is people like, you know, the divorce rate has been high because people were stuck together. Yeah. Right. And traveling is sticking you together where you don't get as much space. You no. don't get to go to your job for eight hours plus an hour of of commuting or whatever. You actually have all that time together. And yeah, that's a that's an important thing to know. Do I like this person 24 seven or do I just really like them from like 630 p.m. until I fall asleep <laughs> and then for an hour, you know, between like getting a shower, throwing some coffee in, going to work. And then a weekend is yeah. good enough. And then, God, give me Monday again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so recently when we talk about travel, like we just traveled almost 40 hours together. 
And oh, when you're talking about leaving Kenya and coming yeah, here, yeah, and coming here, it was tired. Five airports, um, moving all of our stuff, um, having to get a special police permission to cross county lines. Yeah, and that just shows like how we, because every time we've traveled and we've had to pack up our things, like there has been a lot of tension. There's stress around it's it. It's always a moment where we're like either there's always we always fight. There's always like so much tension. This is, you know, and can you believe it ever that this couple ever fights? Yeah, we do. Um, everyone, every couple does. Um, but it's important, like how we also have chosen to get over, like the, we know how we fight and we know how to resolve our own fighting, you know, and the uncertainties that came with that travel. So yeah, I would say like, Every couple should travel somewhere or go camping. Yeah, go camping. I don't do yeah. that. No. That's for me. So what else should couples do or make sure that they do before they get engaged? Meeting the family. Yep. It's so important, especially for us as interracial couples. Yep. I mean, you are when you get engaged, you are also engaging your families in each other and in each other's families. I don't think that it's necessary that it's as smooth as your own relationship. Um, but the people, the family of your, of your future spouse, uh, a, it has a huge impact on them, on who they have become, but also even in their future. If there's an emergency in my family, I need to upend our lives and go deal with that. Correct. Whatever that might be. So there, you know, there's a, there's definitely a connection and uh, and then we're just going to spend time together. So yeah. yeah, like for you going to Kenya for me was so important for our relationship that we traveled and you got to spend time with my family. You got to see where I came from. You got to see how I was raised. Yeah. And I felt like a big chunk of our like some part of our relationship before we moved to Kenya is like you really didn't know me. Yeah. And so when we moved to Kenya, you actually got to see like why where I come from. You know, like who I am and like how my childhood and my family has shaped who I've become. And that is so important. And yeah. now we are living in Petaluma, Northern California, and I'm, we are living close to your, to your family. Yeah. And I'm just, it's so important. I'm, I've been hanging out with your dad uh, more and I see how you're so much like your dad, you know, in, in so many ways. And, like, I'm happy to be around your family because I get to see, like, who you are, you know, right. um, through him and through your brothers. And, yeah. So, and the last thing, not the last thing, but one of the things that you should talk about before you get engaged is the type of wedding and when the wedding is going to be before you get engaged. When? You need, to, you need to pick a date? You don't need to pick a date, but I think it's crucial to be like, are we going to get married 10 years from now? Or, and it's something we haven't discussed, but do we want to get married in a year after we get engaged? Or do you want to get married 10 years after we get engaged? Well, I guess that's why there's no ring, because we haven't discussed this exactly. Do actually, you know what we have? In some ways, we've discussed it, but every time, we're actually clearly, like, I think we're ready for engagement. So this, I think I might disagree with you on this one. Okay. Because I know you're the woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. But what exactly that looks like, we're both a little confused because you're Kenyan, I am American. So there's like traditional Kenyan weddings. And then there's also Kenya's obviously 
both, you know, Christian and a Muslim country, but then, you know, where you're part of Kenya is Christian. And so then there's Christian weddings. And then now there's really, you know, there's civil weddings. There's all sorts of different things. And, you know, not only do we have the smorgasbord of types of weddings to choose from in America, but now also Kenya and we're coming together. And then, you know, Kenya has a tradition of dowry and do we do that? And what, in what way would we do that? And I think we're both a little confused. I I have to agree with you. I am confused. I don't know what kind of a wedding that I want, but I think there's a few things that kind of guide the kind of wedding that I want. Is like I know for sure, like I don't want a huge wedding. Well, we definitely don't want to do what some people do, which is basically mortgage your future in but, order to have a fifty thousand or hundred thousand or quarter million dollar wedding. No, I don't need five hundred people or three hundred people at my wedding. Like I know, and there's also something else. Like I don't want a destination wedding yeah. because I think. I, I just feel like I don't have, all my friends are not rich, you know, and I would want my friends to attend without feeling like they're breaking the bank, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, and then, and then we have these other things too, of like if we get married here, do we, that means that your Kenyan family and Kenyan friends don't get to come. If we do it there, you know, and then it's like, who gets, who's going to come? I who mean, has the privilege to travel? Who has the privilege to buy the ticket? Who can afford it? Who can afford it? You know, so... I think those are questions it's taking that... time. It takes forever to get Kenya's the other <laughs> side of the planet. It takes yeah. a long time to get there. It's a it's not something you just go to. It's not like, oh, it's not like going to New York. It's not going like going to London. It's you if you get to London, you're not even like halfway there. No. You have to like keep going again. This like that amount again. Um and, Yeah, so I, I do think like we do know these things. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying like we know the day, but we kind of have, we've talked about it enough to know some of these things. You know, like we both knew that we don't want an expensive wedding. We mm-hmm. both know that we don't want a destination wedding. And we know that we want our friends to attend and make it, I don't know. And so what I was talking about the date is like, I don't think I need to know the exact date and we can keep talking about this, but once we engage, like I wouldn't want to be like dragging it for another four years. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. All right. This might be the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think I'll go to like friends and family backyard wedding, and then going to my family in Kenya and doing the same thing. Okay, there we go. Uh, we might have just decided that, so that's that's good news for our mm-hmm. future. Um, And I just want to kind of just shine a light a little bit on our conversation around this, because I think it's also important and not necessary by any means, but to bring awareness around how engagement works today. Where is the power balance or imbalance when there's an expectation that I as the man propose, um, you know, or that it's like the secretive thing or when is he going to propose? Is he really going to do it? Like what kind of communication skills would we have been lacking if this was a thing where you're talking to your girlfriends about when is he going to propose and not talking to me and not having this free flowing conversation or where I'm just like, I'm thinking this whole thing in my head or completely not thinking about it. I think everybody thinks about it. There's a finite amount of time. Like yep. It might be long, but at a certain point, it's a finite amount of time. What do you want to do with that time? Who do you want to spend that time with? Conversation doesn't need to come up early. You know, for us, it came up fairly early, but 
you know, it could take five, six or seven years before that comes in. But if it becomes this thing that we don't talk about, I just don't think that bodes particularly well. No, it doesn't. And I think there is, I think most of the way, and I'll speak this as a woman, we've been told in the modern world to talk about engagement and wedding and dating is that you're always waiting for the man. Before I said dating you, I was dating as if I didn't know what I wanted, you know? So, and then I was like, I'm actually, I have a voice in this and I'm done not speaking what I want. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I'm going to date and be very clear about what I want. And you're like, I want him. And I was like, that's cool because I want her. And <laughs> and these are the things that I'm looking for, you know, in a relationship and a committed relationship. And it makes it so much easier because each partner understands and it can be hard. But like once you have clarity about what you want, it becomes easier to have that conversation. Yeah. And to me, in my 30s, I was more clear, you know, like, okay, I want to... I want a committed relationship. I want to have a family. I want a commitment. And I wasn't just going to like, you know, kind of not say what I wanted. Yeah. So. And there it is. I think that is kind of the key in this is speaking what is important. And I guess it's kind of in, in closing, I think I want to just say that that speaking of saying what is important to me is super key. And then so is also the key to be both clear about what you want but then also to open to what the other one wants. So that way there's a real flow in this. And so I think when we kind of go back through all these things, whether it's sex or money or family or wedding or traveling and all these things, what is this kind of the key there is communicating honestly with yep. where you are while also really listening into the other. Yeah. So thank you for tuning in. And really curious if anybody here is like, if you're getting engaged, if you're thinking about it, like, how is this process for you? Share that with us. Make sure to you know, note it down in the comments below uh, or reach out to us, all at gmail.com. And um, yeah, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. And if you've got engagement pictures, you can share those too. Seriously. That would, that would be, be fun. That would be so cool. Yeah. And yeah, you can subscribe to our podcast, whatever you get your podcast. Yep. And you'll find us on YouTube as well. And in the meantime, have a fantastic week. And for anyone who's getting engaged this week, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Bye.